This is the Acts 2028 podcast, where two young Church of God pastors discuss the challenges and victories we face in leading revitalization. I am TJ Samuel. I am Brian Seidel. I am in an urban context in Seattle, Washington. I am in a suburban and rural context in Boise, Idaho. I am in a liberal state. I am in a conservative state. My ministry background is in missions. My ministry background is in youth ministry. And yet we are both in our first lead roles. Help God revitalize the existing church in the Pacific Northwest. We are helping each other. And you. To truly live out Acts 20, 28. Well, TJ, here we are back again, and I know probably some of our audience is wondering if we're still alive because we haven't posted here for a while uh, and got out of our rhythm for sure. But uh, so which is why we're jumping on today. Uh, like I said we've just kind of caught up with each other um, because we have both had some pretty just dramatic, I guess, just life stuff go on. And uh, again, the podcast just got pushed to the back burner mm-hmm. and uh, for both of us and for varying reasons. And so, but here we are again, it's good to see you. Good to kind of catch up. And I know, um, again, whether our audience missed us or not, here we are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's good to kind of be somewhat amongst the living. Like you said, we, we've had different kind of setbacks and stuff. Literally, as, as we're talking, I'm still recording this laying down because uh, part of that is I, I messed up my leg. And so, yeah, I'm glad to be able to uh, just connect and to have some of those things. But also there's the piece that, like you said, life happens. And I think that's part of what we do is how do we roll? How do we adapt? And, and that's even the spirit of what we, uh, the podcast is about, right? Like an established church and revitalizing them. And how do we pivot? How do we do these things? I think, you know, coming off of the times and the things that we've talked about in a COVID era, we should be really good at this by now, but I think sometimes it hits you. It maybe as you know, talk about like is a perfect storm when you are tired from all the other waves and you just get hit by another one that just kind of wipes you out for a little bit. So the reality is, is, is we're humans too. And, and that's why God had the ultimate plan to send Christ as an atonement for all of us. So like, yes, we, we've had some of those. We're back, but I'm glad to kind of, you know, at least not maybe under the way we expected, but get back together to not only catch up for our sake before, but also kind of bring the season to a close to kind of, you know, talk through some things as we continue to see God and see what this next season has in store. Yeah. You, you know, and I, and I think about that, if, if you're listening to this, right. And wondering, man, why, why do I have to struggle and everybody else doesn't, I guess the ultimate message is that man, we are in the midst of struggle too. Right. And I, like you said, that's kind of the point of our podcast is to say, man, how can we help each other in the midst of these times? And because the, whether it's, whether it is revitalizing a church, right. Or just raising a family, having a godly marriage, um, just fulfilling God's will for our lives. Like it's not a simple task and, and it comes with struggle. In fact, Jesus told us that, right. He says in this world, you will have trouble, right. You will have struggles, but in that same verse, he says, but take heart, right. Cause I've overcome the world. And and I know, again, in the midst of all of this perfect storm of life that I've just kind of been dealing with as well through the last uh, several weeks um, is I've felt God's hand, though, and I felt God's presence. And, and again, not always exactly um, the way that I would want things to work out or, or to see um, God work. Because, again, I like, 
I mean, I, and I, one of the things I've realized about myself, right. Is like, I can be pretty good at be like, Hey God, I figured this out for you. This is the way that you need to work. Right. <laughs> and, and God's, I think sometimes sits back and just kind of shakes his head and be like, Brian, like, you just need to let go of that. Let me do it. Um, sure. So yeah, I, I see that. I see that too. I mean, it, it, and sometimes that's not done like in a malicious way. It's like, sometimes like, God says to like bring all those things to him, like even the small things. But I think sometimes I find myself guilty of that too, of like, okay, God, you've equipped me in a way that I can handle this, like laying all the things down before him and not like relying on my own abilities. But uh, no, I, that resonates with me. Sometimes I've totally been there. And so hence why when now I'm, I'm very limited in what I can do, it, it's very humbling. And um, yeah, like even find myself and and I mean I think we see this again you know as we talk about uh, the Bible right we see David a man after his own heart how many times do we see throughout Psalms I mean we see praise we see those mountaintops but we also have those books that are called lament right like we see those moments where he's crying out and there's that that spot where we're in that and saying like my God my God why have you forsaken me kind of moment even Jesus says that um, you know like they know that doesn't necessarily change their faith, obviously, to what they are called to do. But it is that human element of it that, like you just said, there is things that we all struggle with. Um, and sometimes they're, you know, continual things that we're, we're working towards. And sometimes it's a circumstance or, in my case, an injury that just knocks you down. Uh, I, was, I was texting with, you know, one of our friends from, from Boise, and, and he was like, you know, hey, did you forget that you were getting old or something like that? And I said, yeah, you know, my, my sometimes it keeps creeping up on me more and more nowadays. And so, um, no, but the reality is, is man, you know, those things happen. It's a part of life. And, you know, how do we respond in the midst of them? I can say that, uh, you know, we know what we want to do, but when the rubber meets the road, when our faith being tested or those parts that's when you see uh where you're at but i love the part where you said too that usually in those moments again um and that stillness and the quietness when you were at that point is where god shows up and he shows up in the mountaintops but it's so often we hear him in the valley so uh i love it well what all do we have in store for him today b well, so I, I think, and again, if, if you're still actually listening to this, you're probably wondering like, what on earth has happened to you guys? So, uh, so I guess we could just tell them exactly, again, what our struggles have been, I guess, in, in some ways. So um, why don't you start? Like I said, you've already alluded to it, but you had uh, just a pretty major injury. Yeah. So um, I guess, you know, now as, as we're recording this, I'm about uh, six weeks out from injury. Um, I went to go play basketball, you know, church basketball. It's always, you know, dicey. And we were playing down there and we just got done playing a game and, and I'm fairly active. I mean, I can still, you know, I just had dunked a small ball and I was going to go get an alley-oop. And so as soon as I went to go and like take off for impact to go get the ball and, and try to dunk it again, um, I never left the ground. My, my, my knee just kind of buckled. And as a result of it, uh, I, 
I found out that I tore my complete rupture of my Achilles tendon. And so like, I wasn't aware of that at the time. I'd never had a knee injury or pre-existing thing. And so like my kneecap was up in my quad. So I kept trying to push it back down, hoping that it would go into place. And uh, obviously that was not the case. When <laughs> it completely ruptures, it's, uh, it's lost contact. It, it connects down at the tibia and then up by the quad, kind of that major tendon that runs over your kneecap. So um, yeah, so that kind of started the road to recovery. Um, for me, you know, we talk about how this came in waves. So I toured on a Tuesday night. That Sunday, I got up and I was able to preach. Um, and, and I preached at the church. The next Sunday, I wasn't able to because I was in COVID protocol uh, and prep for surgery. But post-surgery, this has been kind of a, a beast, right? It's been like one of those things where it has been incredibly tough uh, because you lose function of your lower leg. Like it's almost like you have drop leg. And so you can't lift it. I am not flexible at all. And my wife keeps giving me a bad time. She's like, can't you just reach down, honey, and grab it? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not you. And uh, so, like, she's she's been a, a, an awesome help. Our kids are now off of school, and so they've been able to help. But literally, like, basic tasks, like, you know, full transparency is, like, if I have to go to the bathroom, I need to help, have somebody help me with my pants. Like, it, it's at that, that point. I mean, that's where I'm at with this thing. And so, um you know, it, it's, it's very humbling to get out of bed where, you know, I'm usually best standing up or, or laying down sitting still gives me fits. So I have to have somebody lift my leg out and then I can get on crutches and I can get going, but that's the physical limitation that we've been in. And so, um, yeah, road recovery is, uh, another six weeks where they put you in this brace, you're locked out at zero degrees. It's like basically being in a cast. So, uh, things I'll be fighting on the recovery bound will be, you know, scar tissue, uh, muscle atrophy from being in like a cast eight weeks, you know, post-injury. And so uh, that's what's in front. And so it's tested, uh, you know, some of those things. Again, we've had some other things that have come across, you know, like, like you were saying, it's like you have these things happen and you know they're there and, you know, they happen and never at a convenient time. And it was like, the day before surgery, uh, our minivan, which was the best vehicle to get us there because I could just slide across the back seat and keep my legs straight, uh, the starter died on it. So thankfully, my parents were, were relatively close. They drove and gave us their van so I could even make it to the surgery. So it's just been things like that. Um, so it's been holding that perspective throughout the midst of it to be like, God, you're in control. And uh I mean, I'll share a little bit more about it because it, it all hasn't been roses, but I don't know if you want to jump in and share a little bit more about yours as well. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll do that. so again, mine's been very different than yours. I think uh, I didn't have just one, like one major, um, you know, issue or injury or situation, but I, I think to me, it was more uh, just, just little hit after little hit. And, and I think from whether it's just busyness financial challenges, um, you know, frustrations with things at church, like just different conversations that just didn't go the way that I'd hope they would. Um, and it just kind of felt like death by a thousand cuts. And I think with that, all that said, um, I was just tired. And, and I think that's one of the things that, I mean, I literally even wrote in my journal, talked with some of my really trusted inner circle accounting type people uh, it is just said and i just kind of said i'm like man i'm just so tired 
And, and again, not like physically tired. And I think that was one of the things that, that I realized was like, I mean, I would just get up in the morning after like a good night's sleep, I get up and I'm just like, I'm exhausted. And, and I guess I didn't really realize how close, um, I was to, to like burnout or to just even just emotional and spiritual exhaustion and, until just this last week. Like I said, my wife and I, we just celebrated 20 years of marriage. And so we had planned to go on this cruise together, um, last week. And in fact, as we're recording this, I'm supposed to be, um, at the tail end of that literally today, we're supposed to be, you know, getting off the boat this morning and heading home. And, uh, we, we flew home Tuesday, right? Because, uh, again, we just went through Monday left and flight delays and cancellations and just one thing after another, Plus for sure, we ended up missing the, the ship. Like we, uh, didn't make it to the port in time. And which again, and, and ultimately it, it was like, it felt like it was completely outside of our control. And like that, but then again, it was like, well, but at the same time, like we made some decisions and learned some things that we should have known or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, but to say that is it was a huge low point for me uh, earlier this week. And, and I think to say that, like, again, I think Monday was probably one of the more frustrating days I've had, you know, in, in years. Um, and, and again, here I'm with my wife and, and we were supposed to be, you know, celebrating our time together and through that and to say like, but we, we had, we're both extremely frustrated, extremely exhausted. It's just these different things. And yet we had some really good conversations and, you know, in, in those, in that moment was, I think where I realized, um, how tired I really was. And again, it has nothing to do with like physical, uh, it was just my, my emotional state, spiritual tank, like, um, relationally. Um, so in this time, and I think part of that is through now as it's all played out, like I've just seen, again, we rebooked our cruise. We're leaving against Sunday. Um, again, I just plan to take, you know, one week vacation and then jump right back into everything. I think this has really made me realize how much I, I just needed more than that. And I think God's almost used it and forced me to now I'm taking a couple weeks, you know, of vacation and, and, and again, and it's not that I didn't even have the, like the vacation time to take, like in fact, and I don't know, if, um, you know, how a lot of people are, but, um, but I just, I've never used all my vacation time ever. I don't think I can ever remember a time when I've, I've used it all. And I think that's, again, I think it's just a symptom, right. Of an ultimate, um, deeper problem. So, so again, to me, it's just, just like I said, it's just kind of a perfect storm of life of just busyness and family and finances and, and just different things. And so, you know, now I've seen back realizing that just, um, how much I needed, you know, this time and just God's just kind of been gracious to me and, and opened my eyes to some things and, and my wife as well. And, and like I said, and, and again, not that there's nothing tragic, nothing huge, but like, um, but yet still some, some big times of struggle. Right. And yet at the midst of it, we've just really seen God's hand and God's provision and God's love. Um, and just, you know, maybe open our eyes to blessings that didn't feel like blessings. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. No, that that's heavy. And I mean, I think both circumstances are, are, are different, right? Like you said, and, and they both take a toll on you and what you're doing. And, and, um, I know that even like we were talking about, I'm going to be feeling the effects of this in this recovery period for, 
you know, it could take up to a year really till I can get back to where I was as far as, um, you know, running around or, or playing golf and things like that. And when you reminded me of your trip, uh, oddly enough, we were supposed to be getting back yesterday from a family reunion as we record this uh, from Myrtle Beach. And so we were supposed to be on the East Coast. Um, ours got postponed too uh, because I was injured. And so uh, we scheduled what we thought would be great. Like, oh, give them like a few more weeks, like July 19th. And so we were supposed to leave originally on the 13th of June. So like another five weeks, surely he would be better at that point. And uh, so that's the prayer. I don't know how that's going to end up, like <laughs> how, how much range of motion I'll have uh, being a guy that's 6'2", you know, and it, it just doesn't feel like sitting in a normal seat uh, is going to be all that much fun from here to Atlanta, from Washington to Atlanta. So, uh, you know, if, you, if you're saying a prayer after you hear this, you know, uh, just those little things for, for Brian or, or things as we continue on for, for me as well. Like, man, I'd appreciate it, but it was just in those moments, right? Like, as you said, because mine was bigger and we had like in the sense of like one boom uh, and then, you know, subsequently other little aftershocks, but there was a big centralized like impact point. Um, like when you're on the medication and you're doing all those things, like I had this, just this hardship. Like I had the moment where I was like, I'm, I'm superhuman. And I knew that already, but like when you're in that moment and you're like, God, if, if this is something that I'm supposed to be learning, like I am reliant upon you. Like I get it. I totally get it. I, I'm there. But it was in that kind of one of those nights where, you know, you're staring at the ceiling at 3 AM and you just kind of, I just, the, the passage that was impressed upon me was Matthew 22, 37 through 39. It's the older con, uh, you know, context here. It says, thou shalt love thy Lord, uh, Lord thy God, with all their heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like, uh, <laughs> is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Um, and in that part, I don't know why I ended up with the King James version of that. Usually I'm an ESV NIV guy, but when I was taking notes, when, when I was just kind of feeling that, that day, it was like, we all know the love your neighbor part. And, and to your point, it's like, we can get busy. We can do those things. We can distract ourselves from like, Hey, let's help give. And, and as pastors and as leaders, we can justify like, Oh, we'll do this. We'll get this. And in fact, right before like our vacations, I always feel like we do even more. I don't even know how that margin takes place, but it's like, oh, we need to get all this because we know how busy we'll be when we get back. And it's like, we had already gotten tired getting to that point. And we're like putting all of our eggs in the fact of like, yeah, but I'm going to be on vacation and then I can just unplug. And inevitably it was there. And so like loving our neighbor and, and doing those things were and I wanted to help. I wanted to do those things. I want to make sure, you know, that we serve on our community council. Uh, we do different things just like you do in your community to engage. And like, I was like, man, I just, I want to mask. I want to love my neighbor. And I was really convicted of the second part of that was love yourself. So love thy neighbor as thyself. And then the reality of that moment when I was having, like, I would say an ear moment for those of you that are Winnie the Pooh fans, uh, it was like, 
man, I am like super struggling. Like I was not, I didn't even really like myself. I was frustrated with the outcome, the circumstance that had taken place. Um, and I was just like, man, I want to be, um, you know, I, uh, I, regardless of the same move of jumping, I can say I probably did over a hundred thousand times in my life from practices and sports to playing ball in college and all those things combined. I mean, it was something, no contact, no one hit me. It was just, it went, but it was like, man, I was having this era moment and loving my neighbor as myself. I was convicted with the fact that I wasn't really even doing a good job of loving myself. And so I then had to ponder if I'm not good at loving myself, how do I know that I'm actually loving my neighbor really well? And so um, I just was struggling with that, that, that second part of loving myself. And so I kind of had to go through that. And I know that we're in a society and a culture that it's self-centered, uh, self-satisfying. It's really a lot about self. Um, I realized that I even needed some of self-love or at least a standard based off of God's word to know, and I got to be able to love myself as he loves me or he views me from that standpoint, even in the midst of these, so that I can adequately know that I'm loving others. And so that became a different measure for me. And like the ultimate form of love is mercy. And I think that's worthy. Uh, we know that we're worthy of God's grace, no matter how much we sin. And we must extend that same grace inward. And I was kind of really struggling with that. And so, um, you know, in the midst of those things, again, missing the vacation too, and some of those, we, ours is rescheduled. But I'd say one of the, the things that I'm super grateful for in the midst of it was um, our church family has stepped up. Like, there's a lot of things, obviously, they don't want to come and help me. Like I said, transparency, use the bathroom or do different things that, you know, that, that's not the point of, of helping. But they just kind of came around us and they've helped with meals, like even the simple act of a meal train to know where it's coming, that we have that's one less thing to worry about. And then again, like you said, as a, as a family, like, so as we're recording this yesterday, our oldest turned 13, he became a teenager. And uh, yeah, just not being able to do the things that you want to do. But again, it's perspective in the moment of, man, like this too shall pass. And I know that this is a temporary setback. Um, I was reflecting on how many people, you know, live their life out of a wheelchair. And so it brings us back to this praise moment, <laughs> as it does in the psalm, as we were talking earlier. And, and there's that praise of, um, you know, it's renewed every morning. And so I've learned that through this process, it's a day by day. I mean, I don't know what, uh, you know, tomorrow will bring, but today has its own struggles. And so process those, celebrate the blessings and keep that perspective. So those are some of the things that I would say just in, in some of the scripture that was there, but man, yeah, it's, it has been tougher than I thought it would be. And I mean, I have, you know, other injuries, head surgery before, but this one in particular, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a bit of a bear. And so again, I would say this, if I was talking to people, um, it is difficult to navigate uh, this world we're living in uh, just on GP, on general purpose. But it's like, 
to not do it without God, like if I would have found myself to not have that scripture in that moment of need, <laughs> I don't know how you, how you make it through. And that's not to be flippant. It's just to say, that's the driving force that when I'm down in the fetal position, I need my heavenly father to help to pick me back up. And so like, I echo that I'm there. I, I've had some of those moments. There's also been some great moments that have allowed others to step up and, and God to, to move in a way that isn't about me. And it, it's not about me at all. So um, yeah, those are, I guess that's a little bit more of the story. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and again, I think in response to that, to say, um, that's one of the things that God's just really shown me, right. Is like, there's just a really fine line between the way the world does stuff and the way that God does stuff. And, and what I mean by that is because on the outside, it might look exactly the same, but the condition of the heart is dramatically different. Right. And again, I literally just kind of saw that even in my devotions this morning. I mean, as I'm seeing that in God's word, and like you said, you bring up David, I mean, I literally read a Psalm of David today about when he was struggling and it was a lament. Right. And and yeah, because again, the first part of that scripture that you said is loving God first, right? And the fact that, again, I love myself through that filter, right? And the fact that I love God, so then I love myself based on how, what, how he sees me. I mean, that's exactly what you said, right? And, and that, again, that my identity is, it comes from God, not from myself. And again, where if I love myself from my own identity, right, then it's selfishness. But if I love myself through the identity of Christ, right, that I'm a son or a daughter of, of the one true king, and that's the way I love myself and view myself, then, then it, it comes through, right, of reflecting God towards other people, right, which is, again, it's, it, and that's a heart condition, right, and that, that can look the same, right, on the outside in a lot of ways, like, but again, is my action selfish or is it, or is it centered on God. And, and that's the ultimate difference. And, and I think it's so easy to get lost in a world that is so centered on itself. And I think that's, again, and that, that's just one of the things that God's shown me through these last few weeks. Again, it's just that the world just doesn't care about anybody but themselves. Right. And like, that's just that selfishness and that, that sinful nature is just at the core of of what the world does. And, and I think that that was, again, on Monday, when I think about that, I was kind of what, like my biggest source of frustration was the fact just that nobody cared. You know, like that we are having just such a terrible experience and just nobody cared. You know, the airlines didn't care, the cruise line didn't care, like just, just nobody cared. You know, and, and it just, but I, but I think the reality is that God does care about you. And I think no matter what struggle you're in, just know that go back to that heart condition of, do I love God with everything I have and everything I am? And, and, and even through that filter, am I truly even loving myself? Right. And how I love other people. And, and again, I just think that's just so powerful. And the other side of that is, is like you said, we've seen, and I've experienced that same thing as well, right. Is that just the, the love and the grace and from, from my congregation and from people that, that I have served. Right. And just for them to get the opportunity to serve me and my wife and my family, because again, we don't give them that opportunity very often. Like, and I think that's a part of the thing as, as just as pastors and as ministers and, you know, is that we, I mean, we dedicate our lives to serving them, you know, which is exactly what God's called us to do. And I, but yet yeah, I think we do that to a fault. 
yeah. uh, of, uh, of so many ways just, again, we serve and we pour out ourselves so deeply and so extremely, um, that, that that's ultimately needs to be a part of our journey of faith is the fact that we can let the church do that to us too. And, and I don't know about you, but I know for me, like that's been a super humbling thing, right. Of, um, of even receiving blessings from my church family. Right. And say, you know, like, let, let people help us. And, and, it, you know, like my, again, even I think my fleshly reaction is like, no, I don't, I don't need, I don't need your, your help. I don't need your, you know, your, your handout. Right. I don't need your money. I don't need your whatever. And it's like, but at the end of the day, but I'm like, but I really do. <laughs> right. Like I'm at this place where it's like, I really do. And I think, and again, like I said, and I literally wrote down my journal this morning. I'm like, Lord, there is such a fine line between receiving blessings from you and, and, and greed. Right. And, um, and yet again, there are those times in life. And again, that's one of the lessons that I've had to learn. And Maureen and I have talked about that this last week, right? It's like, man, we need to just let God provide and just receive his blessings and take them as blessings and not, not sit back and feel selfish. Right. Because again, like we're not, we're not taking, we're not trying to seek it out of selfishness or out of greed. And yet again, I think that, you know, where I, we, when we don't want to come across that way is when we're like, no, like, I don't need that. And it's like, but we really do, you know? And so again, there's just such a fine line between God's provision, right. And, um, and, and greed and selfishness. And so, um, again, like I said, whether it's a meal or whether it's money or whether it's time off from work or whatever it is, right. Like, I think we have to fight, fight the, the, the lies that the enemy puts in our heads of like, no, you don't deserve this. Like, you know, you're, you're just being selfish. And, and again, I've had to sit back and be like, no Lord, that's, you know, you know, my heart that's so far away from, from where we're at. And like, and yet God's like, I'm here to help you like, take it. Right. And I mean, I think, I think that that's really hard, especially for people that, you know, um, it's better to give than to receive. Like we, we totally, like, like you said, whether that's, you know, our act of service and, and some of those things, but I remember, you know, actually being at, you know, where we both were at one point in Boise and it was, uh, I learned that lesson of trying to help let others do it. I still, I would say it, maybe I recognized it. I still don't know that I've learned the lesson, but I was aware of it. And it was something as simple as I was out, you know, to the side, we have the seven acres or, or thereabouts um, to the side of the church. That is the little league fields that Ada County little league borrows from them and stuff. And I was on the John Deere cutting, you know, uh, the ball fields. Right. And so like, when you go out there by yourself and you're cutting everything of the seven acres, you're cutting around, the diamonds and you're doing stuff. I mean, you're committing like four plus hours to just being out there and, and knocking it all down. Right. And someone had driven by the church out front and said, Hey, I saw you on, on the tractor. Like, uh, can I bring you a nice coffee? And, and I was hot and I was sweaty and I would have, but I didn't want it to be an inconvenience. I didn't want to inconvenience anybody. And so I was like, no, no, no. And, uh, it's one of my good friends, like, no, man, don't worry about it. And, and really after unpacking it and it came kind of like a couple of days later, like, or probably weeks later, we were talking and he didn't say it this way, but in the context of it, what was impressed upon my heart was like, 
we didn't give him the opportunity to step in the gap. All these things that we talk about or we've been leaning in and teaching about like being the hands and feet of Christ, I robbed him of the opportunity to be that blessing. And so in that equation, I had to realize that it wasn't just about me. We talked about self. Somehow I got self twisted in a way that I thought was good <laughs> and was like, no, 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 I don't need this. But it wasn't just about self. It was about God speaking to him probably at that point and saying, hey, there's a need. How can you respond to it in a posture of love? And that was through a nice coffee on that day, on a hot day, just to do it. And it sounds simplistic, but like that was a point where I had to kind of wrestle with that and like, oh, wait, so you mean it gives people an opportunity. So like when you say that, the opportunity uh, to, to do food or, um, you know, for me, yeah, I could go on and on. I've just been really touched by our congregation. I have one family that took it upon themselves that they send me periodically a joke through email. <laughs> and they're not always, I mean, they're like corny dad jokes that I would use. And so I love them. Um, there, there's the meals. There's people that, you know, just check in last night. Uh, again, as we record, this was the NBA draft. And one of uh, the people that was on our search team to get us here, her husband uh, reaches out and says, well, you know what, with your knee out, I know you didn't make this, but there's always 2023 for the draft for you, bud. <laughs> and I, I'm laughing because I'm like, you know, I'm texting him back and I'm just like, Cliff, I, I think that ship has sailed. Uh, but, you know, the reality of that is, is those moments or we've had people that have come by, you know, just to kind of sit and <laughs> like laying down, is a, you know, and, and have a conversation. And so those moments, like you said, whether that's processing with your wife, with your family, um, you know, our kids, like I said, they've had to help. They've realized how much it means when, because dad's done stuff. They understand like even our social calendar as uh, normally we have two drivers shuttling people, but those things are gone. And so like, it's been a good opportunity to learn. It's obviously not a place where we want to reside long-term uh, specifically about the injury, but it's given us a different appreciation and a different perspective in the midst of the moment. So we've really, you know, had some good things. It's not always easy as we just described. It's uh, it's frustrating. I mean, I probably, I feel for my wife a lot more too, because here she is helping take care of now her fourth child um, <laughs> and, you know, trying to juggle everything else where normally she has, a companion that's able to help meet some of those at least physical goals of you know transporting people going to costco doing those things it's been a lot of instacart and a lot of uh you know amazon fresh we have here in seattle amazon capital you can put in your groceries at the amazon fresh which is just down the road and uh like within two hours your groceries are on your front porch so when you don't need something big from costco you can get the small things like parsley or anything so it, you know, we navigate, we've done those things, but it's not where we desire to reside. Um, again, I think another thing in this is, is community. If you find yourself in that moment, and you touched on it, be about uh, having trusted people, whether you find yourself in the instance of death of a thousand paper cuts, um, or you find yourself in a epic moment where you have a impact point, uh, an injury, um, I think, you know, having people around you, being in community, 
I think that's one of Satan's gifts that he's tried to use in this pandemic and stuff is isolation. And that's where, again, when we look at the word, when two or more are gathered, he is in the midst. And we can dispel those lies and say, no, hold on. I know where true north is. It's this way. You are valued. He does love you. He did send your son for you. He does know the number of hairs on your head. Even if we're losing more or we have a bald cut, it doesn't matter. He knows that intimately about us. And so that's the kind of love, again, like you said, as we pass that through, if he loves us like that, how can we do that? Because we're reminded of, they'll know we're Christians by our love for one another. So how do we continue to be that reflection as Christ followers to do that? And so opportunities will show up all the time. It just depends on, you know, our perspective and how we frame them. Will it be an opportunity or will it be, um, you know, a struggle? And so, uh, hey, look, I can say for myself, and I know I feel confident I can probably say that for you too, man, we're not perfect. <laughs> but it's just one of those things that if this could be any encouragement to someone else to at least to say, hell no to Satan from the standpoint is he's trying to tell you a lie in this purpose or this walk in your life. Um, if you're feeling worn down, um, yeah, bring some people around you. Uh, be in community, check in with those people. And uh, man, you can only give back out if you're functioning yourself. So that's another thing I'm reminded of. of if I'm completely empty, another equation of loving myself, if I can't fill back up, I can't pass that love on to my neighbor. And so I'm just a broken vessel at that point that uh, that's not what God intended for us. That's not how he wanted us to be. So anyhow, I think that's, mm -hmm. you know, what I had to say about that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So again, uh, to that say, uh, as you come through again, just the struggle's real, right? But so is God, right? And God's with us and he promised that. Um, so, you know, no matter where you're at in your life, if you're listening to this, if, if you're struggling, just again, focus, I mean, focus on God, not the struggle, right? And God is powerful and God can work in ways, um, you know, and just submit to that. Um, with that said, as we are again, uh, pivoting, I guess, if we want to use that, that catchphrase word, right? They were all tired of hearing, but um, so we are wrapping up this season of the podcast today. We had you know, originally our original plan was to take July off. And so we are still going to do that just for all the reasons that we just shared. Uh, and so again, we'll be back with you. Maybe, I guess we're going to decide on what next season will look like. And, and with that, but again, thanks for hanging with us audience. We'd love to hear from you um, again and, and pray for you if you let us know that. And, but uh, yeah, we're wrapping another season. So here we go. Let's put the bow on it, TJ. Yeah. Thanks for everyone that's been with us. Or, you know, if you, like I said, if you haven't heard any, you can go back and listen, but we really appreciate you guys and uh, God bless you wherever you're at. Hopefully we've been an encouragement and that our heavenly father uh, will meet you at your point of need. Amen. Acts 20, 28. So guard yourselves and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock, his church, purchased with his own blood, over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. The Acts 2028 podcast is a broadcast production of In His Grip Publishing. Our theme music is Achievement by Giovanni Bruno. 
We'd love to hear from you on our social media accounts or through email. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Acts2028podcast or send us an email at Acts2028podcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, leave us ratings and reviews, and even give us your email so you can be notified of new episodes. Thank you for listening. And until next time, we hope that you will lead wherever God has put you. And together we can all live out Acts 2028 as we serve in the established church.